Welcome to the show, folks. Another dollar, another day. It's the Talking About Noise show. The show to make your life musically better <laughs> for betterness. Why are you grabbing your microphone, dude? I know, this really bothers you. Yeah, so it does I'm going to go like this. <laughs> I just, uh, for those who don't have video, it probably sounds like I'm making out with the microphone. Yeah. Which so I do sometimes. Eric is, is constantly grabbing the microphone like he's singing on stage. That's what I'm um, used to, man. I know. Mm. So <laughs> mm. now you're making a lot of noise. Yes. So anyways, um, but you're a good looking guy, so we want our fans to be able to see you. Uh, we're Why do I always feel like you're hitting on me? I'm not hitting on you. Man. Why are you so... <laughs> there's a word for that. This assumption that everyone wants to, to, to be with you. No, nope. that that's pretty much the truth. I, I don't want to be with you. That's pretty much the truth. Like, I got my I got my phone, like, blasting texts. Eric, spend time with me. Your Snapchat no. is off the hook. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. All right, folks. I don't know either. I'm so confused. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into some news, right? Yeah. Because this is very, imp- blah, 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 very important. Festivals are a great thing. You, you know, see a lot cool. of different bands. You, you know where see we're a lot of things. This, right? But, yeah, you and home definitely know what's going on. This happened a few weeks ago. But uh, we want to give you our take on the Fire Festival. <laughs> F-Y-R-E, Fire, uh, in the Caribbean, right? On an island. What's going on here? Um, so, guess what? I just found out. It turns out that their uh, their um, promotional materials right. were like it's going to be on this exclusive island. Right. right. Really, it turns out that that was a man-made island uh, for some corporation. Ah. Like they didn't even think through well enough to like be like, hey, we should do this on a real island. Well, man-made or not, it's still an island. Right? Well, yeah, but it's so tiny. Like, it was just such a small island. There's nothing there. The fact that there's a, an actual uh, way to land on the island is pretty amazing. Yeah. That's a big man-made island. Yeah. Well, no, it was just part where the festival took place was on the man-made part. There's an actual country on another island. Oh, okay. That owns that's over. <clears throat> well, apparently it was a big disaster. Uh, tickets range from anywhere from 2000 to 12000 or were they more yeah. expensive? No, I think that's right. And we engage in a degree of schadenfreude when it comes to this, as does everyone else when we mock rich people in we there. We love it. Rich people expenses... May I? There were the sixth, sixth, mind you, sixth uh, uh, lawsuit was filed. What's oh, it called when everyone yes. files a lawsuit? It's a class action class lawsuit. Action. There we go. Yes. So the sixth class action fi- lawsuit was filed, and it was filed on behalf of a couple who paid uh, $4,500 uh, just for their tickets. Oh, wow. And they got stuck in Miami airport. And weren't even able to make it to the festival. weren't even able to make it. So I think there's going to be several different class actions depending on how much you paid. So guess how much they're suing for. How much? $5 million in damages. (laughs) Something sounds a little weird there. That one couple or the class action itself? Uh, Just that couple is filing for $5 million. Okay, that is weird. Makes no sense. Yeah, that makes no sense at all. But the emotional trauma... Of buying tickets for a festival and, and being stuck in an getting airport. Stuck in an airport. It's just so heart wrenching. Oh my gosh, we're all stuck in an airport, right? All right. So what did so, you want to say about it? What do you? Got? Well, what no, I just think it's. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. You know, this kind great. of stuff. Um, it descended in chaos. There was no real good food provided, which was what one of the things that they were said they were going to do is very custom, very very beautiful, amazing food. Um, they said they were going to have uh, custom cabanas, cabanas. 
for people, but they were dashed to relief tents from a, a previous experience. Um, and people were stealing water. They were stealing food. Um, the uh, it, it was just it was just a a a, a disaster. There's one tweet that said hashtag fire festival is literally rich kids hunger games 2017 we need cameras on the ground asap um so yeah just just having except without the killing i i presume uh fortunately that would doesn't be seem the, like there's the, a lot of killing yeah. <laughs> so. can you imagine like twitter bra yeah. 2017 and yeah so i guess that would have led, led to uh Lawsuits, more lawsuits, and yeah, criminal punishment. So it just goes to say, I mean, you you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, in, in what way is this? Where you get what you, you pay for? It. When you when you get well, I mean, the the, the Caribbean is always a uh, is, is always a crapshoot. You, you never know what's gonna what you're gonna get when you get there. You know, you could get a monsoon. You could get a you could get a tornado or what is I know, it, a hurricane. Right? I, you get a hurricane. I went um, to the beach one time in St. Thomas, <laughs> and these people just wanted to braid my hair. They wouldn't leave me alone. They're like, I, I braid your hair. Well, I have $15. I braid your hair. <laughs> sure. Well, you get what you pay for. Even when my That's hair was braided, say. they kept wanting to braid my hair. I got it braided 20 times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just... You never know what you're going to get. So Next day, it was necklaces. <laughs> you, you buy a necklace, $15. Oh, it's shells. That looks awesome. So from what I can tell... There was not a single performance of anyone performing nope, anything. No, because there wasn't the, even a, a real stage. <laughs> so they didn't even have a real stage. Okay, so what I'm reading too, Ja Rule. Remember Ja Rule? <laughs> uh, he's listed as an actual promoter like uh, with Billy McFarland on this thing. Right. But he's denying it to his grave. Like, I was never <laughs> a was promoter. never involved. They just paid me money to, to like do social media i was never involved in this and in well, the lawsuits they're listing him as a promoter so he's actively trying to like get out of this and he's stuck i mean there's only one thing to say you get what you pay for you know? <laughs> i don't even i don't even know what this means now <laughs> i mean if you're if you're hiring jaw rule to to, to help uh, do promo I guess, uh, he, I guess. He's going to jump ship as soon as things get back, yeah, which no. which he should do. He wasn't in charge of any of this. He might have been. Maybe he was in you the back so? room. You think he was? Uh, he could have been in the back room. Maybe Dude, he was. From what I can tell, there were no rooms. There he was, was just talking to Billy on. in the behind a tent, and, and they were like, "Hey, you, you got you got this festival?" And he's like, "I got it, man. I got it, man. All, All right, cool. It. I'll promote it. Yeah, I'll promote it too." And that was it. That was the yeah, extent of the conversation. Then he walked over and was like, "You guys got food? Yeah. Cool." Yeah. That was it. That'll be crazy. Anyway, I guess lesson learned. Right. Um, I'm going to start a production company where we put on fancy festivals. Nice. Here in our backyard. It'll oh, be great. Yeah, we might I as mean, well. it's, it's a better location. Actually, I could right over you here. You could totally and do We could call it the, um, the Lollipop Festival. The Lollipop Festival. And we give out lollipops to everyone. That's our shtick. Yeah. And it's laced with LSD. Well, okay. How about marijuana? That would be a little bit easier mm, just edibles no no okay. no, no. Mm, you, you kind of gotta I don't ratchet think the, up the anticipation i don't think the, nobody, I don't think the laws here in utah are going to catch up with nobody this, cares this about marijuana. marijuana they're like oh I, I can just go buy that at a street corner like i, I don't care i think like, a ton of people care about marijuana no no if you laced it with lsd that is marketing no now, that's, that's hot and everyone's like you go to the lollipop <laughs> festival well i'll mm. tell you what you're going to start uh, lacing these things with LSD. I'm going to give Jaw Rule a call, and we'll get this thing going right. right? Okay? Jaw we'll Rule has got our back. We'll, this make, thing we'll is make sure we get hot. this thing going the Ooh, right way. The Lollipop way. Festival is going to be hot. All right. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a list. Okay? 
Give me a list. Okay. Eight albums out today that you should be listening to. What? Yes. Hit me. Paramore. After Laughter. Paramore After Laughter. They've got a new album. Nice. And I want to say it's pretty freaking sweet. Is it good? I really okay. like it. I'll have to go They're to really it. good. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Bob's Burgers music album. Oh. You, need to, you need to do this. Have you listened to like the music that they do on that? On the show? Yeah. So It's pretty let, hilarious. Let me just read this to you. The Bob's Burgers music album features 107 songs from the first 107 episodes of Fox <laughs> Animated, Animated Comedy, along with five cover versions of songs from the show. In addition to the main cast, Aziz Ansari, Sarah Silverman, Kevin, uh, Kevin Klein, Bill Hader, Zach Galifianakis, Fred um, uh, something. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, they all contribute. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, you got a ton of stuff on the Bob's Burgers music album. It's an excellent show. It's really, really good. I got like two episodes into it, and then I was like, it's Archer talking. I'm going to go watch Archer. <laughs> well, and they had that crossover episode. I know. That was really was good. a lot of fun, Okay. Johnny Jewel. Johnny Jewel. Windswept. Really good. Okay. I highly recommend it. Johnny Jewel, new solo album, Windswept, features music that will be in the upcoming third season of Twin Peaks. What? The new season of Twin Peaks? Yeah. How do you re- Re, how do you rebrand a rebranding of a rebrand? Well, how do you get a show that's been off the air for over twenty years? They did it. On? Netflix is doing it all over the place. I man. know it's so so much fun. They did it with Gilmore Girls, and I, I think every every woman in this neighborhood just lost it. Lost it. Four yeah. episodes, hour and a half each. Ugh, it was good. I could like I seriously. Show. They talk so much. I can only handle so much talking. Oh, really? My mind shuts off during that show. I kid you not. Well, and they will start talking, and then it, all I see is the mouth moving, and I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? I've, I've nice. hit my limit. I've got nothing left. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Nick Murphy, Missing Link. Nick Murphy's new EP is oh. his first under his own name. The five-track effort includes what was a, his name the before? single, Your Time, which is produced by... Kayatranda. I don't know. Anyway. So, so what was Nick, Nick Murphy's name before? Uh, formerly Chet Faker. What? Okay. All so right. anyway, this one I really enjoyed. You liked it? It was really good. Even though it's an EP. A little bit shorter. Well, I, I like EPs. Didn't matter? I don't care. I like EPs too. Oh, I don't care. Anyway, those I'm are a, a few questions. of the new stuff out that's like uh, I highly recommend right now. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Moving on, Art. What do you got? Gene Simmons is talking to people, and he's doing interviews, and he's saying the number one reason why music in the 60s and 70s is better than today. And there's a couple quotes here I'm going to mention. He said, for the first eight and a half years of my life, I never saw TV or heard music on the radio. Um, But when we emigrated to the U.S. in 1957, um, right in the middle of the rock and roll explosion, uh, this is pre-Beatles. We're talking about Fats Domino, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Elvis, of course. The music just hit me at the side of the head like a two by four. Wham. I could pick a hundred songs, songs that blew my mind, a thousand. That was what it was like to be a music fan in the 50s and 60s. Did the Beatles, next to Diana Ross, next to Zeppelin, next to Hendrix, next to the Yes, uh, next to James Brown, and next to the Kinks. Every week there seemed to be another 20 new songs that just stopped you dead in your tracks. I think that's so, I think that's very, very true of that time period. Um, I don't think that. These days, we don't have good music, but I think his point is valid here. He says, this day we have all the talent. Gaga, Bruno, Mars, Adele, all great artists, but they're handcuffed by the industry. The industry sets the rules and says, rap has to sound like this, soul has to sound like this, EDM has to sound like this. 
I don't want to sound like those miserable uh, Moni guys that says, man, everything was better back then. But when it comes to music, it was so much better. Okay, so I, I feel like it's my job in life to be the contrarian. No matter what contrary way on this one, even if I completely agree with 100% of everything, I'm going to have to disagree just because I have to. With the industry. All right, hit me. No, no, no. Just that point. Okay. I kind of feel like when you are in your childhood and adolescent stage, you're far more receptive to, receptive to new music and the emotional impact of that music. Okay. I think he's just maybe, maybe explaining. All right. A way that receptive period as a time period thing instead of his own personal experience. That could be because that could be it. Yeah. When he talks about songs knocking his socks off, right? right? I had that exact same thing happen, but it was with Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and Pearl Jam. Chumbawamba. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was the best <laughs> album of my life. Wait. Was that that? I get knocked down. <laughs> and I, I get, get up, up again. again. Uh, gonna get so, down, I get knocked down. With the first time I heard <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit, I honestly like thought I had been hit over the head with a two by four. It was the best thing in the world. Wait, that's what he said. Exactly. <laughs> that's the point. And I grew up in a different era as him. Yep. But I seriously felt like that. Like it just, it was face melting. It was so good. Well, here's the question though. Uh, does your experience in the 90s correlate to Gene Simmons' experience back in the 50s and 60s because the industry had not yet changed enough to the point where it is just cutthroat and kind of like... It's always been cutthroat. And a conda around your neck type thing. Always been cutthroat. It's always been cutthroat. So here's the thing. If you're in a business position, right, your primary motivation is I want to make money. I don't care how I make money. I want to look like it's legal, but I really don't care. I just want money. Right. Okay. Okay. That's it. So it's always been that way. All right. It's always been cutthroat. It's always been awful. And people have always been hamstrung. That That's like, it's a cliche at this point, right? The artist being like, I can't do this because I don't have artistic freedom. Well, Billy Cassidy in the you. 70s, for heaven's sakes. Right. So that's a reference I don't know, unfortunately. Huh? Really? Who's Billy Cassidy? Um, Partridge Family. Oh my! He was goodness. he was a dreamboat in the seventies. <laughs> so dreamy. No, he was from what I can see on TV shows. And um, he was a pop days. star. Yep. And then when he was like, "Nope, I'm out. I want to do rock." Guess what happened? They hated him. Career tanked. Why? Because he wanted artistic freedom. Oh man. He wasn't willing to sell out. It's rough times. So anyway, I, I kind of agreed on that point. But at the same time, like you can do your own thing and then market it yourself. You don't need big. We've talked about this so many times. It's at the point where streaming can help these little guys so much. You don't need the big labels anymore. And many of these artists are getting out like Frank Ocean, who will release a fake album for, the, the, uh, for Universal and then go off right. and sign an exclusive deal with Apple Music, right? So I feel like mid-tier to upper level, even the lower tier stuff, like if you know how to start promoting your music, I mean, the the world is your oyster at this point, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I kind of disagree with him at a point, and I kind of agree. So he, um, the, I think it's interesting, uh, Shirley Manson, uh, who was uh, big back in that period of time as well. I can't remember what band she was part of. But Shirley Manson? Yeah. You mean like Garbage? Yes. With Butch Vig? Yep. Um, so she uh, just did an interview with Joe Rogan, and she talked about how Joe. Uh, P- 
people who are caught into these contracts with these record companies, they really struggle because they have no control over how the funding gets spent. So they'll do an expensive party. They'll do all this stuff. They'll do all this promo. Uh, and then talking to other humans, the though. band, the band kind of sits there and they go, "Oh man, our label is taking care of us." But what they don't know is that that bill is coming due. Yep. Like they will charge them for every little thing. So it actually becomes very hard for a recording artist to make any money. And now the contracts are what they call 360 contracts, where it's not just the recording end, but they're also making sure to get a piece of every piece of what mm-hmm. that artist does from top to bottom. And that's causing some more problems. Well, I think that's why OK Go left their yep. contract. That was exactly why they, they talked about the 360 thing and how the company wanted everything from them. And they were like, nope, we can do better on our own. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. And I think that's happening more and more on the internet. Is like, you know, you, you have a better chance of making a career out of this if you keep it smaller and really engage with your fans yeah. versus trying to go out w- with an industry yep. uh, you know, contract. Possibly. I, and, and then again, I, don't take this as advice. I, I don't know anything. Nope. Take it as advice. We are gurus. <laughs> get, get Word. Some, get some lawyers involved. All right. Last thing I want to bring up today. Okay. Green Day. It sounds like they are in the studio recording again. A again? new album. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They just released an album. I have to say. Like three months ago. I know. I have to say American Idiot. That was, was a great album. Such a like seminal album for me it it huh. hit me right at the right time of my life where i needed that kind of that kind of grunge that kind of pop uh i mean punk in my life it's pop punk yeah you can say that uh, well I, it, but it's it's dirty right there's there's a lot of like great dirty guitar stuff going on in there um and and it just it hit me like a, a ton of bricks and i still listen to it to this day well have you listened to the um, new one all the time I haven't had a chance to listen to the new one. I didn't like it at all. Really? It wasn't mm-hmm. great. No. I mean, for Green Day fans, I bet, you know, you love it. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Happy for you. For me, it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So but whatever. We'll see how it goes. Kind of like Radiohead's last album. I was Super like, excited about what it. What am I listening to? Really? Ah. Oh, man. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just want to give a shout out to, um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. One second. Uh, Dexter Holland from Offspring. He took time off from uh, getting his PhD. Oh wow! To support his rock band. <laughs> that's the that's the correct order of things, right? Him there. and Brian May, right? <laughs> and so he finally went back to school and got his PhD. Wow! Oh, congratulations. So you know that's having your cake and eat that's it too, right there. That's I guess so. That's what you want. I, I worry about going to back to school to get my PhD. I I, I worry about. Wait, are you going to do that? It's one of my one of my goals in life. Yeah. Oh. Well, why aren't you? You should start Dr. doing that Moore. right now. I've got. I got to get the kids off to college nope. first. Nope, that's an excuse. Yeah, I listened to the Jocko Willink podcast. Check that out. Now, Art. Now is the time. Right. I need to All talk right. like him. All right. And now, you need to be. There's motivated. a time and a season, a place for everything. Now is not the time to finish up my PhD. Nope. But um, see now, album right. time. Now okay. I'm hardcore. All right. <laughs> I know, right? And then next week you'll you'll see me playing Dark Souls in the uh, background. I swear I'm productive. <laughs> I'm do, I'm a member of society. I'm doing the right thing. All I'm right. doing it right. All right. So um, that's all I got, what folks. Got? Thanks so much for coming to the show. You can catch us at talkingaboutnoise.com. Uh, you can uh, email us at talkingaboutnoise dot at gmail dot com. And uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Artmar Studios. Tweet me a tweet me a quick tweet right now. Do it right now. 
<laughs> and this guy is, uh, what are you? At I am the swoop. And I need to start twittering more. Twittering more. I don't do it enough. Tell us about your website. Your website is awesome. I love your website. Yeah, I need to promote it more. I just don't. Tell us about I'm it. I'm just busy right now, like trying to build this um, Clip Song Productions, which is a jingle company. Trying to build that. Out. It's going to come together. Uh, he is. The swoopthebandcom uh, Swoopthebandcom Anyway. All right, folks. We'll see you next week.